talked about the value and impact of a happy marriage plan. We talked uh, on Monday about the marriage equity uh, concept, we t- about your house, your, your marriage being a house and not a car. Uh, we talked about Tuesday brand identity theft, that, if, that uh, the thief has been exposed, it's time that that image be properly restored. And I believe the kingdom citizens are a part of that. Um, Wednesday, we talk about image bearers, that we are, uh, we bear the image of, of the Father. Uh, and we, and a, a couple are the best, uh, the best candidates to do that effectively because Christ loved this church and that's the image of man loving his wife as Christ loved the church. Today we're going to talk about the actual marriage equity plan overview. So we're going to actually overview the plan. So this term, happy marriage plan, uh, I, and some may say, I thought I was not to pursue happiness. So first of all, I, do, I did not have, if I did not have a title that would interest you, you probably wouldn't, wouldn't want to take a look at what I have to say. I'm simply following the Father's example. You know, he said in Matthew that he knows, that we know, he knows that we have need of, of the things in this life. But he tells us to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, then all these things will be added. He knows that we would like to see uh, increase in wealth uh, in our lives, so he tells us to give. If we give sparingly, we'll reap sparingly, but if we give bountifully, we'll reap bountifully. Because God knows human nature. You know, God understands and he instructs us. When you do things God's way, he will instruct you to do the opposite of what you desire to receive. Remember Solomon's story in Second Corinthians chapter seven, Second Corinthians chapter one, when when God asked Solomon, He said, "Ask me what, what I'll give you." And Solomon said, "I want wisdom to lead your people." And then God says, He's very pleased with that answer. He said, "Because you, uh, because you, this was in your heart, you've not asked for possessions, wealth, honor, and life, and knowledge for yourself." He said, "Now I'm going to give you wisdom, but I'm also going to give you." Riches, possessions, and honor, and so forth. I know one time the Lord said to me, asked me a question, how much wisdom, knowledge am I willing to give you? And I was very young. I said, I don't know. He said, only what you're willing to give away. And finally, I remember my personal story. I was, when I was dating Sandra, and then we, had, we, had, we were engaged, and I was really enjoying this relationship with her. And, uh, I was so, so in love and... and uh, and I said in my heart, Lord, I'm going to marry Sandra whether she will or not. <laughs> and, uh, of course, the Lord heard him. I didn't say it out loud, but in my heart I said that. And he said, well, he said, here's, what, here's what's going to happen. You're not going to get married. You're going to be, I'm calling you to be a eunuch of the kingdom, and you're going to serve me all your life, just like Paul and others and, and, and so forth. So I want you to call Sandra up and tell her that the marriage, the marriage is off and that you're going to serve the Lord. Now, I knew the voice of God, and it wasn't the devil talking to me. It was really the Lord. And I remember in Cincinnati, Ohio, I was in, on Reading Road, and I, I went into a phone booth. Now, some, that's been, that shows you my date to me a little bit. But I went into a phone booth and put my money in and called her, and I told her. And, of course, you know, she understood that. I was really in the Lord and walking with the Lord. You know, we weren't involved in any kind of sexual activity. We were living holy before the Lord. So, you know, and, and I wanted to tell you, sometimes people say they, 
they love God, you know, and but when it comes to their sexual behavior before marriage, it's like, where's God in that? But anyway, that's another conversation. And I told her, I said, you know, I'm married. The, uh, the you know, the, the marriage is off. We're not going to get married. The Lord wants me to serve Him, and to be true to, to, to Him. And we cried on that phone. I cried. She cried. And I mean, really. And I hung the phone up. And in my heart, I really did say, I'm going to obey God. It was like it was like my Mount Moriah experience. And when I hung the phone up, the Lord said, now I know that you'll obey me. And I know that you'll put me first. He said, you can get married now. He said, but don't ever put a woman before me. And so God... When we talk about this concept of a happy marriage plan, we have to be willing to pursue first the kingdom of God, and then the things that we desire will be given to us. So I, I make this statement. You may fall in love, but you have to have a plan to be happy. So let's talk about this happy marriage plan. You know, we plan our weddings, but not our marriages. Does that really make sense? What about business? You know, 90% of businesses failed in the first two years. And the top two reasons for this failure, according to research, is they run out of capital and have no business plan. The scripture says in Luke chapter 14, which of you desire to build a tower but not, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who begin to see it will mock him, saying, this man began to build, but he is not able to finish. Successful business owners would never enter into a business without counting the cost. An investor would never invest in a business if that person did not have a, a business plan. And this is what a business plan is all about. Uh, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3, the Amplified says, Work your works upon the Lord, commit and trust him wholly to him, and he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable with his will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. Only God can empower your marriage to succeed. But you must commit your marriage plan to the Lord. The living God will give you instructions to follow, and God will always lead you into success and triumph. Second Corinthians 2.14 says, But thanks be to God who always leads us into a triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of this knowledge in everywhere. So let's take a deeper dive into the marriage equity happy marriage plan. A business plan, let's talk about this first. It gives a business plan gives you direction, defines your objectives, maps out your strategies to achieve your goals, and helps you manage possible bumps in the road. Preparing a business plan will help you work out the go work out the goals you want to achieve and the strategy to achieve them and remind yourself of your goals and priorities. A happy marriage plan gives you Gives your marriage a direction, defines objectives, maps out your strategies to achieve your goals in marriage. It helps your marriage. Uh, it helps you manage possible bumps in the road that you 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 run into. Preparing a, a marriage plan will help you work out your goals and, and uh, that you want to achieve and the strategies to achieve them. So when we talk about a happy marriage plans, what does it consist of? Now this is something that Sandra and I have been. We have our own personal uh, happy marriage plan, and we've, we worked from a plan at least the last 15 years, probably a little more. We first sat down and we talked about things that were important to us, and this is an important point I want to make. So often in a marriage, one person is getting what they want, 
And the other person has to sacrifice their life, their entire life, for the other person. And yet, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more, than, more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So, you, so it's not about, as a man, it's not about what my wife needs to do to support me. And my whole, her whole purpose for existence is for her to give me what I need and support my vision. What does she need? What's important to her? You know, my wife, um, I got up this morning to work out, and right before my workout, she called me upstairs and said, she said, Connie, could you come upstairs? And I did, and she gave me a big hug and a kiss, and she said, I just want to thank you for helping me. And there was a particular thing she was trying to do this week and helping me and preparing me and supporting me, and it made me feel so good uh, about myself and made me feel good about what I, my vision and what I'm trying to accomplish, and I just wanted to t tell you I love you. I thank you for that. Of course, that made me feel pretty good, you know. Of course, I thought to myself, well, it could be a good time to take care of me for a minute, but I, but I had to focus on my workout. <laughs> so what does it consist of? Well, it consists of a personal growth map, for each of you. So one of the things that we do, we put together a, a personal growth plan for each person, the, the man and the wife, and then a marriage map. So we merge the two things that they want to do personally, and we create another map. We call it it's a marriage map. It's a mind map, and you can look up mind map. It's a visual picture of what you would want to accomplish together, and you establish a theme for the coming year. Uh, because I'm a disc behavior assessment, assessment trainer, we do a disc behavior assessment of each, of each, the husband and the wife, so they can understand each other and their behavior styles. A found, foundation of core values assessment, so each couple, uh, each person in the marriage establishes what their foundation of core values are, and then their, and then their value connections. So what what values do they have that are that are that are connected? where they can connect with each other, a marriage vision and mission description, a description of why and why God has called you together in the first place, goals and strategies for your marriage using what's called the SMART and GROW models. This is a part of a coaching instrument. Scriptures for each area that you build your faith on so that God's power is working through your marriage, confessions and affirmations for each area, so you can have uh, keep your mental focus on building your dream together, a quarterly and annual marriage checkup to hold you accountable to it, and a marriage threat assessment to determine what issues in your marriage are potential risk and the strategies to overcome. So that's the overview of a happy marriage plan, and we'll talk about tomorrow of, of the calls that God has called us to to see this plan and see this culture develop. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. But what I want to say is when you have a plan and you commit that plan to the Lord and you're, you and your wife, you're praying together, you're working through this plan. Sandra and I have been doing this for many, many years. It makes up for an amazing year. We plan our marriages. We plan our marriage events. We plan our vacations but we don't plan our marriages. You may fall in love, but you have to plan to be happy.